When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Netflix's new film, Blonde, about Marilyn Monroe, is the streaming service's first NC-17 movie. What does that actually mean? Holly's going to take us on a deep dive into that rating and what it means, what it has meant, and uh, what to look forward to in this new movie. Holly, thank you for uh, doing that for us because... I do remember hearing that this was going to be NC-17 and thinking, like, what, is there, like, some graphic sexual material? What's going on? It could be. Let us take a journey. NC-17. What does that mean? Does it mean there's going to be lots of naughties? Well, Bradley, I'm here to tell you probably yes. Now, NC-17 is a rating uh, devised by the Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, to indicate that a film is mature. Sorry, I just spilled on myself. I got so excited. <laughs> I got so excited. Uh, that uh, no children under 17 are admitted to a movie. Now, the way the rating system is currently broken out, you've got your G, your general audience, mm-hmm. PG, which is parents' guidance suggested. You know, there might be a little uh, adult content in there. There's PG-13, which is where a lot of movies sit, where, you know, there might not be appropriate for young kids, but the teens can uh, enjoy yeah, it. It's a broad, it's probably the broadest rating, right? Yeah. Uh, rated R is restricted. Now, that means technically under 17-year-olds are required to have uh, be accompanied by a parent or an adult guardian when they go to the movie theater. And NC-17 means no dice, kid. You can't even go with your parents. No dice! No dice! All right. So, Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe movie, is Netflix's first foray into NC-17 content. Now, a lot of people, well, what the heck does that mean? Where do we go for here, from here? Well, I'm here to tell you that it probably means, Bradley, that we're going to have some fairly explicit sex scenes. Okay. Because the MPAA is um really mm, cautious about the way that they flag sex scenes and there's probably some graphic violence in there too. Something of the the sexual nature is my read on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sexual violence. Um what's interesting to me is that I imagine this is not like, hey, we did a movie. What do you guys think we should label this? They very well knew that they were going to create a movie that was NC-17 or, you know, like there, there was a conversation before the rating was ever applied. Like, if we're going to include this material, it's going to because people would know the people making this movie that, you know, what's because studios do this all the time to like 
we can't make a rated R movie. It's got to be PG-13. So make sure there's not a lot of, you know, whatever is mm-hmm. because uh, we can't sell as many tickets. Yeah. This had to be an intentional choice yeah. on the part of Netflix, which then begs the question, what is the what's the the point of creating an NC-17 movie for Netflix? Like, is there some sort of benefit to that, to this rating? Well, and it's interesting, Bradley, because I think for Netflix in this movie, Blonde, the film receiving NC-17 rating carries with it a certain marketing cachet, being that this is an explicit movie, this might cause people to go to Netflix and actually watch the movie and drive traffic in a way that behooves Netflix. Now, before... In the before times, before we had streaming services, an NC-17 rating on a film was an extreme risk, mostly because it limited the amount of audience that a movie could pull in, and so therefore limiting the box office. Now, some films would lean into the NC-17 rating, being that, ooh, this movie is so provocative and sexy. It's going to gin up more of an audience than it would have had otherwise, perhaps. Yeah, I'm thinking of a movie like... Showgirls, yeah, in the nineties, yep. famous for its NC seventeen rating, a cult classic. Go and watch it if you haven't. Uh, but a lot of movies, Bradley, rearrange their kitchens and re-edit themselves so that they can get a rated R rating to be in the movie theaters, so they have more of a chance of making money because the audience will be broader. Now I'm looking at explicit movies uh, such as um, Braveheart. That was re-edited because the violent violence was so explicit in that movie that it was given an NC-17 rating. Now, that movie went on to win Best Picture of the Year at the Academy Awards. Yeah, uh, A movie used to be, actually, before NC-17, going back into history, Bradley, NC-17 is the rating that replaced the rated X. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Which rated X, I mean, that's what was around when I was a kid. <laughs> yes. I mean, not literally, I... Didn't see those movies, but um, but that was again. Was there a difference between like the the actual rating is different, but like was there a difference in the degree of what was allowed in that rating, or is it just that NC seventeen is a more thoughtful version of that rating? Yeah, it's a it's a rebranding of rated X. Rated X was changed in the early nineties because too many people were mm, misunderstanding rated X movies. Meaning as pornography. As pornography. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not necessarily that a movie was outright porny or horny. It just meant that it was <laughs> horny. Horny. Uh, but it did receive a rated X rate. For example, Bradley, there is a Best Picture Oscar winner that had rated X on it. Which movie was that? Midnight Cowboy. Oh, with Dustin Hoffman and uh, what's his name? John Voight. Yeah. Yeah, that movie won Best Picture at the Oscars in 1969. It had a rated X on it. Now, if you watch that movie and compare it to some of the content that was coming out in the late 60s, yes, you can see why the ratings board called that movie rated X and that it was very explicit. Yeah. Yeah. What year did that movie come out? 1969. Oh, okay. Yeah, another movie that was rated X, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Ooh, that movie's weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, Valley of the Dolls is a cult classic for a reason. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is B to the czar. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's over the top. You're like, I don't, what? Am I on LSD? What's going on here? What's happening here? Also, that movie, written by Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Roger Ebert wrote the screenplay for the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. 
I had no idea. I know, we're just full of fun facts this segment. Uh, Paul McGuire Grimes just walked in, uh-huh. FYI, and he was he shaking pro- his head. He yep. knows that. Yep. 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 He knew that. Yep. He knew that. <laughs> All right. So, so I think actually... The movie Blonde on Netflix being rated NC-17 is going to work in the film's favor because anybody, unless you have parental controls on your Netflix, uh, the audience is there for this movie. And the fact that people are curious enough about this film, the rating might be like, oh, why is this rated NC-17? What is it that they don't want people to see? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, which it, it sounds like this movie needs some sort of interest like that. Yeah, because beyond the visual transformation of Ana de Armas into Marilyn Monroe, what il- what is this movie going to have to offer? It yeah. remains to be seen. Well, maybe the person uh, we're going to talk to next has some thoughts and feelings on the matter, which we'll ask him about. But I, I have it on good authority as well, because I'm looking at the things he sent us to talk about. He's also got a couple of things on streaming services that we can watch. I am, of course, talking about Paul McGuire Grimes. And when we return, he's going to tell us about Surface and Uncoupled right here on My Talk 1071. Did you miss? I mean, sometimes the conversation in the break is just as exciting as what you're about to hear. We were just talking about skincare in the break with Paul McGuire Grimes. Thanks for joining us, Paul. You're welcome. But you're really here to talk about movies. Yeah, movies, streaming TV, there's a lot we can talk about right now. There's so much going on. Well, I first do do really quickly just want to ask if you've heard anything about, uh, uh, what's it called, Blonde? Blonde. Well, I know it's based on the Joyce Carol Oates book, um, and that the director was so adamant about it being the cut that he wanted, no, like, keep all the nudity or whatever in there. Like, he was adamant about this NC-17, and Netflix, I think, was a little leery up front. Oh, okay, And then decided to keep it in. And we got Ana de Armas, who people may know from Knives Out, No Time to Die. So I think there's a lot of buzz about it. And this NC-17 factor, you know, that's really good for streaming because you can kind of get away with it, where theaters would never run an NC-17 movie anymore yeah. because they don't make any money. They'd have to cut all the nudity out or whatever it is that made to it. Do that. Yeah, they're yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, they so just put Wilson's... a big old Looney Tune censored yeah. bar. <laughs> I can already hear that that um, yeah. that sound effect. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, of the things that aren't NC seventeen, I don't yeah. imagine there's something no. on Apple TV Plus, which I'm excited to learn about because um, I feel like Apple TV Plus is really good at what they're doing. Yeah, they have even though really... they're not doing a lot, but they're still doing. Well, I mean, I swear they have a new series or movie out every week, and it's actually like really good quality. So the show I want to talk about starts th- today. It's called Surface, and this is from Reese Witherspoon's production company Hello Sunshine. It stars Gugu Mbatha-Ra, who you may remember from Loki, and she plays this woman who is recovering from um, an attempted suicide and has lost all memory of the life that she had before it. Interesting. And as she, like, her husband's played by Oliver Jackson Cohen, and she's trying to put back, oh, he is a hottie, capital H. And um, and it's, yep, Googling right now. Um, and he, as she starts to put the pieces together of what her life was like, she's wondering if she can really trust her husband. And then you have this cop coming in, played by Stefan James, who's like, your husband cannot be trusted. Here's what happened before. And she's like, did I have an extramarital affair? Why did I drown? Was this actually suicide? So it's really this twisty, turny uh, series. I love shows like this because that, you know, where the protagonist is in the dark as much as you, we yes. are as the audience and you're sort of finding out as they're finding out. In this case, she's finding out. And I, what I like is that the, the creator, Veronica West, was kind of inspired by Big Little Eyes and she puts the audience, I think, at the same rate as Gugu's character, Sophie. So I feel like we were never ahead of her or kind of putting the pieces together, which she wasn't. And then she's realizing that she is just as maybe complicit 
and as as to what might be going on. So you're not really sure if you can trust anyone, which then kind of makes it all the more mysterious of like what actually happened to her. And how much have you, I mean, have you seen the whole thing? I've watched six of the eight episodes. They're roughly 45 minutes each. And it really has kind of like that page turner summer beach read feel for like at the end of each episode, there's kind of a, there's a twist. There's a bit of a cliffhanger. Another layer of this onion is revealed, but not too many to the point where like now you're just grasping at any old twist you can think of. Like it actually kind of makes sense as it's going along. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how it ends. Again, these, I think the first two or three are out today and it's that weekly delivery model of kind of getting you back in every week to find out what's happening. I'm excited, um, mostly because I haven't heard anything about this. And again, it's another series from Apple uh, TV Plus, which I just feel like, you know, they do good work. And I've got to interview Gugu and Oliver, uh, Stefan James and Veronica West. So you can see those interviews on my YouTube channel, Paul Strip of the Movies. Um, just to hear them kind of talk about what if they knew the twist coming up, their kind of appreciation for these characters. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun interview. All right. So from Surface on Apple TV Plus to you have Uncoupled from Netflix. And I don't think I know this one. Okay. Well, I actually think you should. And I think you may like it. Oh, now, wait, wait. Wait, is this... Um, this is your favorite Bradley. This is Neil Patrick this Harris. This is Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. <laughs> you, you know he's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Here's no, what I'll say. No, he's not. So this is created by Darren Starr. So he did Sex in the City. And it very much has a Sex in the City vibe to you about for gay men. And not only for gay men. Like, it is actually a universal show. But the premise is that Neil's character has been in this relationship for 17 years. And he's about to throw his partner this 50th birthday bash. And on their way there, his partner basically blindsides him and breaks up with him. Oh, my God. And Ooh. now is trying to start over being single and dating as like as a late forties in New York City, trying to use the apps, how do you meet people these days? So it's this, and then you have Marsha Gay Harden in it as oh. one of his clients because he's the realtor. Yeah. Tisha Campbell is his coworker. You've got this really great cast of really funny people. You see Marsha doing comedy, which you're not used to. She's hysterical, and you're actually seeing Neil like you're seeing these complicated lives of gay men. Both funny, both real, both kind of dramatic, and him trying to start over and wondering, did I do something wrong? Is this him? Is it both of us? Like, what happened that he's pulling out the rug from under me? Is he cheating now? Like, it's a really, it's eight episodes, all dropped today, 30 minutes each. I would, I hope it actually gets renewed for season two. Ryan and I really liked it. Okay. Mm. All right. So you've actually talked me into being interested. I'm here for, like, uh, you know, just to be clear, I'm here for, like, seeing gay stories on TV that are not, like, the three predictable stories we're allowed. <laughs> and so it sounds like here's an opportunity to, like, show a more nuanced portrait or a view right. a little more complex yeah. than than what um, your comedy stereotypes normally allow. Absolutely. And he's got two friends, Emerson Brooks, who's played by Emerson Brooks, and then Brooks, Brooks Estramantkis. We saw him on Broadway three different times, and he he's great as his friend. And in, I got to interview all of them as well. Oh, and cool. I asked them about like, hey, is this idea of like taking on a show about gay characters? Then we're not just the stereotype. We're not the sassy best friend or the the uncle, the gunkle. And they were all really um, appreciative of what Darren Starr did with these characters and really made them well-rounded. And then it's got that New York City vibe to it as well that we kind of appreciated from Sex in the City. A little glitz, a little yeah. glare. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know who Brooks was, Paul oh. McGuire Grimes. I mean, it's... Until I watched The Last Movie Stars on HBO oh. Max, where he provides the voice of Gore Vidal. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. And so... He is fabulous, and he does not do a lot of film or television. He's a Broadway guy. Like so, we've been out to Broadway. We he so he did uh, something rotten. 
uh, uh, that was fantastic. He was in The Prom. So the the if you saw the movie of The Prom, he played the role that James Corden played in the movie, and he was so good, so funny. And then he was also in the Jake Gyllenhaal production of Sunny in the Park with George. So he is a Broadway guy through and through. And it's so great now to have an audience, like a TV audience, Get to know his work as he is a scene sailor. I mean, the whole ensemble of the show will make you laugh. And it's an easy show. Like, you could just throw it on in the background on a Saturday and just veg on your couch and some sweats and watch about eight episodes. Oh, you know, great. So you're cute. so you're saying, Paul, that this kind of has, a, because of Darren Star Sex in the City, that it would be kind of a, a cousin or, yeah. you know, yeah. it would be. Like a, in the same universe. Yes, in the same universe. <laughs> yes. And, and, and if you're thinking, well, I'm not gay, I'm not going to relate to this. It's all about just relationships yeah. and starting over I frequently turn on shows and i'm like these are straight people what, are, what am i gonna God. how am i gonna relate to these people <laughs> exactly. of course not if it's a good story you can but relate to it yes. yes yes so eight episodes today four to five and again i got to interview them just hysterical conversations i really enjoyed and neil patrick harris great okay it was him and he actually was a lot he was involved with the casting process and brought brooks i don't on know why i have like a thing with him i don't know is it the magic bradley it's the magic because okay. <laughs> you know he's a magician yes there's yeah. something about him though i don't know what it is paul but i'm i am gonna watch this on your recommendation mm-hmm. Thank you. and i hope that Let that will help me think. overcome Maybe my... jamie will like it and here's a little i bet thing. he will just from the way you've described right. it and neil is actually going to be in the new episodes of doctor who i don't know if you knew that look <laughs> i'm telling you you don't pick that scab it's a friday paul be kind <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no he deserves every bit of joy he in was his great life. in the interview yes and i'm glad and by the way you can watch all of paul's interviews on paul's trip to the movies.com and yeah. his youtube channel channel is Absolutely. just Paul's trip to the movies. Correct. Get that subscribe. Make button. sure you subscribe because then you'll get that content in his or in your feed every time he publishes. Paul, thank you so Thanks much for, for being with me. us. Have a great weekend. Are you going to be on Twin Cities Live? Yes, absolutely. What are you going to talk about quickly? These two things. Oh, And great. show those interviews. Perfect. And some big ones next week, too. All right. We'll watch. Thank you. It's not the same, but it's always funny. Here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts, and we're going to get right into those dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess what we you say. Them, call them idiots. Crazy, we call them idiots. They're idiot. crazy and stupid. Yeah. yeah. and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. That's dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Can we go to um, Michigan? Michigan. Sure, of course we can. Can we go to Wexford County? Let's do it. Yes, we're going to Wexford County. I don't know why I'm so excited. Well, she sounded uh, really excited. <laughs> because uh, we got to talk about a guy. Okay. I don't have the guy's name. All we know about Fine. this guy is that he's 46 years old and he resides in Rapid City. Okay, great. Mm-hmm, great. And uh, he was driving on a uh, Michigan highway where this 46-year-old man decided uh, to do something Okay. on a Michigan highway. On a Michigan highway. That made him a very special, crazy, stupid oh, idiot. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet I know what he did. Great, what? Wait, hold on. I bet I know what he did. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Buttons are hard. Still here. 
Oh, he pooed on the freeway? <laughs> um, Did he? You know, actually, no. He did a lot of other things, Bradley, but oh, uh, pooing on the highway. Get your motor running. Was he uh, polishing the silverware? No, he wasn't even driving a stick shift. Oh. Uh, uh, what else could he be doing? Well, there's a lot of things. Dancing? I don't know. Actually, yes, Bradley. Oh, he was dancing. Yeah, he's dancing, 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 dance machine. Um... And it's how this man was dancing and some other things that he did. Keep going. So this guy dancing in the middle of a Michigan highway. Okay. Dancing in the middle of a Michigan highway. Oh, 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 I bet he had a clown costume on. Uh, Actually, he had nothing at all. What? He yeah. was nude? In his birthday suit. So he was nude dancing. Nude dancing. Okay. Also Bradley. Pulling a Jack Palance. What doing, is it? Oh, he's doing push-ups. He's doing push-ups. One-arm push-ups. Come on. While holding a gun. Okay. That is not okay. <laughs> and I was with you until nude push-ups in the middle of the street. With a gun. But not the gun. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just a, a street, Bradley. This was on southbound Highway 131 near the 187-mile marker. Now, witnesses tell Michigan State Police that the guy was dancing, he was doing push-ups, and he was also in possession of a 9mm handgun. Okay, it, you know, again, what was what was the point of the gun? We don't have any word I mean, on why we, he did any of this, from, I imagine. No, okay. we don't. Now, uh, according to this report... The 46-year-old naked dance and pushing up guy eventually emptied the ammunition from the handgun while witnesses were on the phone with police. Now, it says manually emptied, and I'm ignorant in this realm. I don't know if that means he fired yeah. the handgun. No, that means he, he opened, or he opened the, the thing. The and then, thing and with the things came out, okay, the bullets, I think they call them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a gun expert. <laughs> In, in addition to being a lawyer, yes, yeah, I'm a lawyer and a ballistics expert, Brad <laughs> Trainer. The things he had, he just dropped the things out. Now, Michigan State Police took the naked dancing push-up gun guy. Oh my God! Into custody, he was taken to Munson Hospital Cadillac for an That's evaluation. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, now, officials said they determined the man possessed a. Valid Michigan CPL. What's a CPL? License to be naked and doing push-ups with a gun on the uh, concealed pistol application. Oh, okay. So he at least. So it wasn't like he was handling illegal firearms. Uh, authorities figured, well, the guy can have it. He just, I don't know where he's so, going to conceal it. So it was basically, <laughs> yeah. So it was basically the nudity in the middle of the street that was the problem. Well, yeah, in the middle of a freeway, Bradley. Like, not just, like, going Obst- out. What is that, obstructing traffic? I would think so. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he's not going to be charged with anything, because they did take him to hospital, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Well, fine. Uh, charges, Best of luck to him. <laughs> charges TBD for the naked dancing push-up man of... Hey, now. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's an underused button. We should really use that more. I mean, we should. Hey, now. That <laughs> just sounds like a guy who's naked doing push-ups in the middle of the freeway. Well, you know who that is, right? Hey, now, uh, let's see. That's probably, that's not like an airplane thing, is hey it? Now. No, what is that? No, it's from the Larry hey Sanders now. show. Oh, I. do you know that I have it's never Hank? watched that show? 
And every time I tell people that, they're like, how dare you? That is legit one of my favorite television programs of all time. Where can I watch that? You can watch that on HBO Max. All right. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you another story. Can we keep the crazy, stupid idiots flowing here on the Colleen and Bradley show? Yes, like the rapids of Lake Mead in Las Vegas right now. Yes, uh, lots of... Lots of rain. Lots of rain. Mm -hmm. I want to take you to Miami, uh, and I want to tell you about a guy accused of doing something that will change your life forever. Not really, but it's crazy, stupid, and idiotic, and led to him being arrested in Colombia. And then returned to the United States. In, oh, in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could he be went Missouri. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Columbia, not Missouri. He was arrested in the country of Columbia, and uh, it's because he was trying to sell people something. Oh. And it's what he was. It was not actually even what he was selling. It was what he was selling it for that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. What he was selling it for. Yeah, he was committing mm-hmm. fraud with something. Committing fraud with good old-fashioned traveler's checks. No, no. Actually, it's something that you have in your own house. So I don't think anybody listening has traveler's checks anymore. Uh, he was committing fraud by selling ice cube trays. Oh, I like I like yeah, just, I like your guess. It's I don't very know what's random. In, yeah, I don't know what's Think in Think about house. something in your laundry room. Mm. Oh, tight pods. Well, close. Gets out stains on white things. Bleach. Yas queen ding ding. <laughs> uh that was my day. Um he it, but remember I said it's <laughs> He's crazy stupid idiot, not for selling bleach, because bleach is great. Yeah. But it's what he was selling the bleach for that earned him crazy stupid idiot status. Oh, was he selling it as a cocktail mixer? Uh, no. (laughs) He was selling it as a COVID cure. Okay. Hooray for not. Mark Grennan, 64, made an initial court appearance on Thursday in Miami's federal court following recent extradition from Columbia after he was indicted last year on one count of conspiracy to commit fraud and two counts of criminal contempt. Uh, Mark is the Archbishop of the Genesis II Church of Health and Healing Mm. based in Bradenton, Florida. The church manufactured, promoted, and sold chlorine dioxide as a miracle mineral solution. He claimed the solution cures a vast variety of illnesses ranging uh, from cancer, autism, malaria, COVID-19, and more. A judge, of course, ordered his church to stop selling bleach as a cure-all, but the order was ignored, and so he was arrested in Colombia. I'm not sure why he was in Colombia, by the way. I don't know. That was a thing early on in the pandemic, wasn't it? Oh, bleach, yeah, because didn't somebody say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... I know, but oh, no. Honey, Why? Honey, honey. Anyway, um Why? Exactly my question. Genesis Genesis? Genesis to Church of Healing uh is based in Bradenton, Florida. Uh was apparently selling this business. And I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. The church or the business? Uh the church? I don't know. Sacramental cleansing water. And sacramental, yeah, they had the sacramental cleansing water, which apparently was just chlorine dioxide. 
I don't even know what that is. What is chlorine dioxide just or dioxide just chlorine? I don't know. Nobody told me that chemistry was going to be a part of today's program. Apparently, uh, they sold more than a million dollars. Oh my gosh! Of their industrial bleach solution. Oh dear! And you know, if they are claiming to be a church, they're trying not to pay taxes on that. When it's ingested orally, it becomes chlorine dioxide, a strong bleach used in industrial water treatment and bleaching textiles, pulp, or paper. Why would you do that? I, mm, mm. Oh, God, there's a picture of him, and he looks like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, don't drink bleach. Okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. please don't. Yeah, public service announcement. Thank you, Bradley. Well, on that sad note, you know, <laughs> um, what we could do is just go to break, and when we come back, we could play a game. Yeah, that'll be a nice uh, palate cleanser. Are you ready to play a game? I think so. Okay, let's play a game when we come back. It's called The Throwback. Why? Right here on my talk, one oh seven one.